Good afternoon. Well, thank you again for joining me on for Business, The Law and You. Julian Campbell here. We've got another interesting show lined up a bit later in the program. We will have our usual Harvard Review business tip. This one is uh, when taking a risk is safer than the status quo. We're also going to talk with Christina. We're going to have a look at uh, the most innovative companies list that was released yesterday. But right now we're going to have a chat with Tony Vidray from AB Chartered Accountants. Good afternoon, Tony. Good afternoon, Julian. How are you? I'm well. Thank you for joining us again. No matter what those Harvard review tips come up with, I'm not bungee jumping. All right? I'm not taking that risk. I'll I'll set the status quo on the ledge. Thanks. I'll I'll see if I can find one on bungee. (laughs) Being in business is like bungee jumping, isn't it? Somehow. <laughs> so, so look, if I'm if I'm thinking of setting up a company, uh, normally you would would go to a lawyer or an accountant and pay probably somewhere around twelve hundred dollars to uh, do all the uh, process. But these days, of course, with online, there's so many other options and probably cheaper options. Options. Why would I choose the face to face situation rather than doing the online stuff? Yeah, good question. I, uh, this uh, this whole dilemma around online, um, you know, some some bright people um, quite a few years ago decided to uh, disrupt the industry uh, by having a lot of um, you know standard documentation um, done online. But um, my experience with this sort of stuff in the last couple of years is that um, the business world that we're in is extraordinarily complex, and nothing beats. Um, you know, getting that, that face-to-face advice. And I, I go back to, you know, I've been doing this for 35 years now, and I go back to a very old mentor of mine um, many years ago who said, you know, rule one about being a professional, whether you're an accountant or whether you're a lawyer, is, you know, know your client. And, and by that, it means tailor the solution or tailor your advice um, to the person by knowing their circumstances and by getting all the information. And sadly, a lot of that stuff that's online, it's very, you know, one-size-fits-all and, and I'm starting to see some examples of, um, of people who have got online things that just have to then later, um, you know, be fixed. And, and one, of the, one of the really obvious ones is, um, and I had, I had one recently where, where the share structure was just completely wrong. You know, the, from an asset protection point of view, it was just, you know, they filled in a form online and, and the shares were acquired in, in completely the wrong name. And, and I just went, well, that, that's, if you'd come to me, I, I wouldn't have done that for these, you know, these particular... Um, reasons and 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 one of them was that the one of the shareholders um, was on the brink of being um, declared bankrupt. Oh, and I thought, why would oh, I didn't really think of it? And I've got and this, this is this, and this is my whole point with stuff that's online. Mm. And there's that great saying that you know, Donald Rumsfeld. Remember that he that saying about known knowns and, and known unknowns and unknown knowns. Oh yes. The, the simple line in that is you don't know what you don't, don't know. know. Yeah. You just you don't know what you and. And, and this is the thing, you know, you go to someone who, who hopefully will then ask you a few questions through a bit of Q&A and go backwards and forwards, find out a bit about, you know, your circumstance, circumstances and then tailor that particular advice. Um, you know, so something as simple as, you know, setting up a company or setting up, you know, a trust or, or even, um, you know, online wills, which we might talk about a little bit later. Mm. They're, just, they're just fraught with danger unless, you know... And, and the question I always ask with this sort of stuff is what advice are you not getting? You know, mm. what, what's the bits that you're not being, not being told? So to answer your question right off the very, the very top, and, and I actually had this scenario where I had a, a potential client who I gave a, a quote to for setting this stuff up, and he said to me, he said, oh, he said the online version's a lot cheaper, and I, I had to... I, you know, I was at the crossroads where I just thought, I think, <laughs> well, okay, go and get the online stuff. 
Um, but when I started talking to him, there's a lot of things that the online um, versions um, don't get. And you're in the business yourself, or you're in the game of business coaching, mm. and there's a whole, you know yourself, um, that there's a whole host of other things that happens after that structure is set up. What about yeah. an ABN? What about a tax file number? What about GST? Do you register for GST? Do you not register for GST? Are you going to employ staff? Um, you know, what are the comp- complexities around all that? Insurances, are you going to get workers' comp? You know, biz- all that sort of stuff, unless there is an online business model that actually goes through all of those questions, um, and the person who, who's at the other end who's ordering this stuff online absolutely knows, you know, what they're going to do. Um, they're a problem. You get back to the uh, you get what you pay for, and uh, but having said that, I mean there there is also the opposite online where people get overcharged. So, for example, I've had quite a few clients recently who uh, wanted to register register a business name, so they type into Google uh, register a business name. And up comes two or three ads where yes. people want to register your business name or uh, get you an ABN number for two hundred and fifty three hundred dollars yep. when it doesn't cost that much. It doesn't cost you. Well, doesn't it doesn't cost, cost anything for ABN. Well, that's right. The first thing is you know applying for an ABN is free. You, yeah. you can actually go on and do it online um, yourself. And, and um, again, that's kind of fraught with danger unless you know the correct how to answer the the questions correctly because the the ATO system if you answer a couple of those questions incorrectly especially if you're a contractor that it yeah. might actually lock you out of the system and yeah. say no yeah. we don't believe you're a contractor you're an employee so you have to you have to know how to answer the questions correctly but you you're quite right there, there's a lot of mischief going on with those um you know those Google um ads where a lot of these things pop up the very top and 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 you know that the one of the recent ones I haven't actually seen it in the last couple of years but if you remember three or four years ago, the government had um, their online tax program, and it was actually called eTax. It's yeah, now, yep. now you do it through MyGov. If you type eTax now in, thinking that it's still you know, the, the eTax program, the government program, it's not. Um, someone bought so, that actual name, and so you go through eTax, and they will charge you <laughs> a fee for, for you know, doing your return online. So, so you mentioned uh, these on- online wheel kits just now. The online wheel kits are quite... I remember hearing a fantastic story years ago of a, uh, a father who had um, five children and uh, didn't didn't really want to go to the lawyer to get advice on wills and so did the, did the whole online thing, got on there, um, filled out his will and essentially said, you know, my entire estate... I think he was a widower. Uh, my entire estate divided by five, full mm. stop, nice and simple, no cost whatsoever. The part that he didn't realise was that two of his adult children... Um, were non-residents. They were actually living in London and had been living um, and working overseas for quite a period of time. Now, this guy had a lot of BHP shares, a lot. So he'd accumulated them over a long period of time. So they all had a, let's pick a figure, cost base of, say, $20, um, and the BHP shares may have you know, been worth $50 at the time of his death. What he didn't realise was that, um, you know, for the three children who were residents, they were going to pass down to them and those three children stood in their father's shoes and, and they were deemed to have purchased those shares for whatever date their father um, bought them for, nice and simple. The two non-resident children, um, it triggered a capital gain in the estate, yeah. which then all of a sudden meant that the estate was not divided by five, by, um, by five because those two ended up having you know less than, less than the chair. other five. So, yeah. so again, you know, the, and, and especially now, like if you've got... Um, people who are working overseas, there are so many new rules that are coming in about foreign residents, about capital gains tax. They now want to take away, 
you know, main residence exemptions for, for foreign work. You've, you've got to get that face-to-face advice mm-hmm. to, to get it tailored. So if it's one thing that I, I do implore people is um, um, beware of the online stuff. Your affairs have to be extraordinarily Easy. simple. <laughs> Extraordinarily simple, and I, and I don't really know anyone's lives who, 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 were, uh, who were that simple. So, look, get, get that tailored advice face-to-face, and, um, and you get what you pay for. Great. Thanks for your time, Tony. Uh, we'll have a chat in a couple of weeks' time. Sounds good. Thank you. Bye-bye. Day. Tony Vidro there from AV Chartered Accountants. Yeah, it may uh, see simple and easy to be online, but just be aware, if we don't know all the rules, uh, we could find ourselves in trouble. So talk to your accountant, talk to your lawyer, make sure that you're getting the right advice. Time to pop over to for our chat with Christina. Good afternoon, Christina. Good afternoon, Julian. How are you today? I'm well. Nice sunny day. Going to continue Already. on the weekend. It is, and I think it's going to get even hot, which would be lovely because I'm still wearing a lot of clothes when I walk in the morning. Just need a bit of rain, though, that's all. Yeah, that's true, that's true. Um, So uh, you were excited when I got you on the phone earlier because you said the most innovative companies list came out yesterday. So let's have a look at uh, a few of those companies on the list. Yeah, and the the list is is quite incredible again. So... um, some of our old favourites are there, Julian. So M&C Saatchi actually took out first place this year um, and Planet Innovation, who took out place number one last year and the year before and place number three the year before that and place number one the year before that, um, ranked second. Uh, Custom Innovation, who, which are a retail wholesale distribution organisation, took out third. Leo Burnett um, Advertising in Sydney came fourth. So... There was a there was a uh, quite a few agencies actually in the top um, in the top fifty uh, most innovative companies list. But I thought we might actually um, go through some of the products that that they um, were awarded the award for. So MMC Saatchi came up with a, an amazing invention called the NRMA fire blanket for NRMA. NRMA's um, why statement, if you like, is to make the world a safer place. So they came from a perspective of, well, what makes the world unsafe? What makes our country, what makes our, our communities unsafe? And they came up with fire because, as, as we all know, you know, in mm. winter, and particularly this winter, everybody's a bit worried because it's been so dry, as you just mentioned, we need some rain. Um, but what they thought was, you know, we, we, by the time the smoke is noticed in the cities and, and the fire engines are deployed and the, and the helicopters, you know, carrying the water are deployed... We've lost so much time in the fire um, prevention, the you know devastation process. So what NRMA have come up with as way of advertising through and things such. So now we've got advertising with purpose as well. Um, they developed a product called NRMA Fire Blanket, and it's a prototype wireless sensor network, if you like, that smells the bushfire. Um, so the sensor, as soon as they as soon as they note any kind of smoke, any kind of um, bushfire activity, send off the sensors, um, and the sensors are placed around at-risk communities, and they're operating 24-7, so all of a sudden we have an early warning system for all the bushfires, mm. and as we know, the early action is absolutely critical to minimise you know, the, the devastation that can occur, the danger to communities, so it sends the signal back that all of a sudden everything um, can take place immediately from the first detection, which I think is an absolutely amazing um, invention, and when you think about it, it's also one of those dirt moments. Like, why would we wait with all the technology, with all the sensors that we have um, access to now? Why would we wait 
any longer for the mm. for the signals to you know we're we're still relying on ancient smoke signals to detect where there's a fire. So I thought that was that was quite amazing. Well, that, Planet Innovation. Oh, sorry, that, on. that's a great product. Um, you mentioned that uh, I think it was who came second uh, was first yep. last year and so forth. Yep. They, I presume that they when they get judged, they're judging on different products this year to previous they are. years. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. So MNC Saatchi last year came up with a, a campaign that actually did, um, made spread the awareness of cancer um, through through a it's quite bizarre really, but they they targeted pornography to target um, the awareness of men's testicular cancer. So mm. that's probably a conversation for another day or not on radio. Mm. I'm not sure, but it yeah. was quite a brilliant campaign, and they and they're starting to measure the number of, of um, lives that that may potentially have saved. Planet Innovation, who came first last year with a, um, a product for uh, detecting the feasibility of a of the egg um, meeting the sperm in a petri dish, this year what they put through um, was a product called Sophia Two. So it's a it's a um, a fluorescent detector of the flu. But what it does, so the flu is currently tested on large, expensive instruments, you know, sent to labs for for analysis, etc. Sophia Two. I kind of equate it to Jennifer Holland's throat scope. It's smaller. It's a cheaper instrument. GPs can afford it. Pharmacies can afford it. It's battery-powered, um, mm. which means that it could be useful in third-world countries. Uh, but what it is is a, a flu detector. So very early on, you can actually check yourself to see if you're carrying a flu and keep yourself away from everybody else. And we all know how devastating the flu season has been mm. this year. Mm. Um, third place, taken out by Custom Innovation, uh, was so it, this is interesting too. So they're using 3D printing technology, so that you can they can improve the tailoring process. So the technology scans customers in 3D, prints a 3D replica of their torso at the point of manufacture, and then the customer can be 3D scanned within seconds. And the materials that are used are 100% recyclable. Um, but what it means is, you know, you can you can fit clothing, the time, the location, the scale of um, of tailoring all of a sudden becomes much less intrusive, much less time-consuming than it is now. Mm. So I, I think um, another thing, a couple of the organisations also um, were judged and, and improved their places from last year by making innovation more accessible to their employees. Okay. Okay. So to put it in. It might, might be worth exploring a couple more next week. Uh, Love obviously it was, was there any uh, Hunter businesses in the list? Because you have to be at least 30 um, employees okay. to enter the competition, and obviously it's our mission to, to spread it far and wide. Apparently there are two companies this year who believe they will reach that 30 or above 30 target that intend on, on applying. Great. So yeah, I'll be on to them shortly. Let's have a chat about those them and some more next week. We shall. Looking forward to it, Julian. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Christina there with you. What a, what a great... Some great ideas there, isn't there? We've got time for one of our Harvard Business Review tips. And as we said earlier, this one is when taking a risk is safer than the status quo. Most of us consider ourselves to be risk adverse. But what we consider safe behavior often contains much more uncertainty than we suspect. That's because safety generally involves consistency of a condition whether that's job security, a stable marriage or the value of the currency. 
The challenge is that there are very few environments that remain static. Safe investments like gold also lose value. You could be fired from your safe job, and yet we behave as if the current state will persist in perpetuity. While no one can predict the future, there are a few tactics that you can use to get better at evaluating risk. Before you make a decision, do your research on all the potential avenues of action. Ask credible experts to weigh in. And don't forget to evaluate the inherent risk of doing nothing. Sometimes the status quo is actually riskier than taking a leap into the unknown. Well, thank you for being with me for the last half hour. I hope you've enjoyed the program. We've looked at the uh, the challenges that you could face there if you lose a lot of the uh, cheaper online alternatives. So uh, just make sure that you are getting good advice. And we've looked at some of those innovative companies. In a moment, Jane Klein will be back with you with more of your easy listening favourites. Next week, we're going to talk with John Wood, Wood, John Woodward, uh, a lecturer from the University of New South Wales School of Taxation and Business Law. And we're going to be talking about workplace disagreements. We'll have our minute on innovation with Christina, of course, and uh, some more business and legal news and views that might affect your business. I'd love your company again at the same time for Business, the Law and You. Until then, have an exciting and prosperous week. And as Henry Ford once said, you can't build a reputation on what you are going to do. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.